T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. Let's kick this show off. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about draft needs. You guys know, like I know, the draft is right around the corner, okay? It's combine season. This is real, guys. And we are expecting to change our franchise through free agency and through the draft, and I'm ready to see it. Eric, I'm going to kick it to you. Start us off with your list of draft needs for our football team, please. Number one draft need. Well, I'm going to assume that we – uh, get a quarterback not named Jameis Winston in uh, free agency or in the offseason. Um, so I'm going to take – if we don't, then quarterback is is need number one. Uh, if we don't do that, I'm going to roll with middle linebacker as our top need, uh, be it offseason. I think draft is a good spot for that. Um, middle linebacker primarily. Defensive back number two. I think our corners and, and safeties especially – uh, we need depth and we need help there. And my number three, I always love offensive line depth. So I'm going to go with offensive line depth as well. Uh, possibly a backup running back as well, since we all picked that in our mock draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are pretty common needs there. And those are all positions that you can get effective uh, players in the draft from, even if it's not the first round. I think you've seen a lot of linebackers come in rounds two or later and be extremely effective in the NFL. So. I'm very encouraged by the prospects there. That means you are up, Brian. What do you got for your draft needs for us? Draft needs right off the jump. Even if we sign a mid-tier, mid-level uh, quarterback via free agency, they are going to be stop gaps. They are not going to be the future. We need a future. We need a homegrown guy. So draft need number one has to be the quarterback. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, whoever it is, whichever one you like, go get him. Uh, the Trubisky's, the Jameis, the Mariotas, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, they're all stand-ins. They'll be here a season, maybe two, and then we're left with, what, undrafted guys in Kyle Allen and uh, Taylor Heineke. We need legitimate passers on our team. Go get a guy um, that we can start this new Commander's era with. Number two, uh, draft need, free safety. You, you, you guys know where I stand on Bobby McCain and these long touchdowns, wide receivers running open uh, down the middle of the field. Can't happen. Free safety. We've got to get one. Number three, draft need, middle linebacker. We didn't have one. We literally played a whole season without uh, a middle linebacker. Uh, Cole Hulk played like every snap, and that just that that ain't going to get it done. We need a middle linebacker who can line guys up, who can stop the run, who can run sideline to sideline. We need that guy. Uh, the next pick, uh, similar to Eric, interior offensive line. Um, Sheriff's leave, uh, leaving. Uh, Wes Schweitzer is probably going to step up and be the starter at right guard, which means our depth is going to get uh, tested because he was one of our depth guys. So we're going to need a replacement for him. Uh, and then after that, this one's a little bit different. Edge rusher uh, is our next need. We've got four first-round picks on our defensive lineman, and only one of them was able to bring pressure. Uh, that ain't good enough. 
uh, and you saw what our defense was like uh, when we couldn't get pressure. The entire back end got exposed over and over again. So we need more pressure. We need another edge rusher um, uh, in our uh, rotation bad. And then running back. Um, I think we need another running back, another inside runner, somebody who's got good vision, somebody who's also not a converted wide receiver. He's a traditional running back who can pick up some of those yards uh, in the middle of the field. That way maybe Gibson can uh, be used uh, a little bit more around the entire field, um, uh, out in space more. Uh, and last one, wide receiver. We're still looking. We only have Terry. Um, so we need uh, some additional help there. So those are my draft needs. Yeah, and I'm going to use your information to kind of roll right into mine. I disagree with wide receiver being a big draft need. I think that as a fan base, we are largely overplaying our hand when it comes to wide receiver because we got virtually no production out of Curtis Samuel last year, right? And so we are starting to discount the fact that he's a very good player in the NFL. And if he's a healthy wide receiver playing at the level that he did in Carolina, is wide receiver still as big of a draft need for us? as we think it is, right? Um, and you've got Deami Brown stepping up as well. Um, I I think a different quarterback that can really get the ball downfield. I think we didn't get enough out of Brown last year, and I don't know how much of that was actually Brown's fault. He certainly could have made some plays when he had a chance that he didn't make, but I think, you know, Taylor Heineke, I, I don't recall. Uh, he wasn't really even on the field much, so maybe some of it was his fault, but I think we can get more. Uh, out, of, out of Brown next year. I think we can get more out of a lot of guys we had. Cam Sims, uh, if he comes back, will be another one. So I don't know. I'm always I'm always cool with drafting wide receivers because wide receivers are awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I you did list it last, so I, I, I give you some props for that. Yeah, and I don't think we need to spend a, a high pick or even a mid round pick, uh, a sixth or a seventh on a wide receiver. I think. Uh, it is final if we don't attack it in free agency. But, uh, yeah, I definitely agree that De'Ami Brown, I mean, he was utilized on all uh, deep routes in college. He came here, and he's running these little two, three-yard uh, uh, outs and uh, these little uh, slants over the middle of the field. So, I mean, that was a big adjustment for uh, for him as well, too. So hopefully uh, we get somebody who can push the ball down the field and maybe actually take advantage of uh, Terry, Cam Sims, De'Ami Brown, and some of these other guys. Yeah, I, I, and Eric, you're spot on about Diami. I mean, I think at the end of the year, he showed me enough to think that he can put this together. It wasn't consistent, but he was beating guys deep, and I'll take that every day of the week. I think, uh, you know, we need a number two receiver, and we believe at this point that's going to be Diami because Curtis is probably going to be in the slot, right, or at least moved around in a number of different places and not being a true wide receiver to roll. Um, and I think he also, Curtis also has the ability to take some of the pressure off of Antonio Gibson too. So in a, in a weird kind of way, Curtis Samuel is a key to this all season, you know, outside of quarterback, because he can do so many different things when healthy that he might actually reduce some of our other needs in other positions. That's a big if, but we signed him and we gave him the money. So you have to be expecting that to some degree based yeah, on the type kind of player of, that he is. Yeah. That's kind of what uh, I think Scott Turner envisioned too. And that's why the offense was so bad without him, because I really think they had the entire design of the offense built around what Curtis Samuel can give them. And uh, 
sometime around week four, they should have maybe re-envisioned how things were going to go, but they didn't. So yeah, hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see some of that dynamic offense next year with Curtis running it. But how sad is that if, um, if, if the offense is designed around um, Curtis and it's not designed around Terry, but it's not designed around Gibson, like guys who are here and uh, yeah. Like, and then no, you I think it was the premise you know? of what I think it's the premise of what Samuel could do to open the other guys up because he the way they could move him around and the type of things he can do. He does a little bit of everything. So I think that would the plan was for to use him in a way that would maximize or allow other guys to maximize their potential. I, it was still a faulty plan because you can never you should never do that design an offense around one guy unless it's a quarterback because you just don't like designing your offense around one wide receiver is not a good idea. But I feel like that's what they were going for last year. Is is Terry the kind of wide receiver that you could even design your offense around? I mean, I know he's a great wide receiver, but like I think of like a Jamar Chase, right? That the Bengals offense goes as Jamar Chase goes. And they do have other weapons. Is Terry that kind of wide receiver? Is he the Julio Jones in Atlanta? You know what I mean? Is he the AJ Brown, I guess, in Tennessee? Is he like that you well, have Tennessee to have also has Derrick Henry? He does. No, no, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. That and that's a big factor. But give those other receivers the quarterbacks that Terry's had, and then are we even saying their names? Like I, I, I don't even no, no, think not, they are. So I, to not, me, yeah. Well, he's made chicken salad out of some real, some real. Yeah, bad. I think you can. Yeah, you can scheme. I think the offense. I, I kind of know where I know where Ellie's going with this. Um, you know, I don't think Terry is Devonte Adams, no. but I think that you should design your offense in a manner that allows him maximum space to work because his primary strength, his best asset of his game is his, his ability with the ball in his hands. Once the, once he's got the, once he's made a catch, his yards after catch is fantastic. So you need to, you need to design your offense around the ability to get him open. Now, as far as like make him the focal point of every single play, I don't know if he's at that top three wide receiver level, like Julio Jones has been, like Devon, Devontae Adams is the guy that keeps coming to mind because he's definitely that dude. Of course, he's yeah. got Aaron Rodgers throwing to him too. But um, yeah, so I get what you're saying, but I really think that you could you could scheme Terry open and make him, even though he's not the play may not show him as the primary, you can still have him as the primary on the play, just in a manner that he can get. You just want to get him the ball in space, and you should design your offense around the ability to do that. We don't even have to scheme him open. I mean, we saw him beat corners, and then the ball was late, and he had to come back to go and get the football and then get his head knocked off by, you know, some middle linebacker because he had to stop his route. So, I mean, he can beat coverage on his own. Uh, we, we just got to get him the ball, like, within the, the rhythm and timing of the offense. So, hopefully hopefully that happens this year. Yeah. And I, I got to be clear. That's not a knock on Terry when I'm saying this. So, for everybody listening or watching – I love Terry. That's not a knock. But there is a separation between Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, you know, A.J. Green in his prime, Jamar Chase now. Uh, who's the guy in Minnesota? Um, Justin Jefferson. Justin, yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. There, there are certain guys that are just Stephon elite. Stephon Diggs is in that tier. I think he's in the bottom part of that tier of those guys that we're talking about. But he, it's just you can't do anything about it. You know the ball's going that way, and it's going to get there. If, if you put – and we're getting a little bit off track, but let's have this conversation. If you put um, 
you know, Brian, you said if, you, if they had our quarterback situation, you wouldn't know those names. I don't agree yeah. with that. I, I think oh. you're going to know who Devontae Adams is, regardless of who his quarterback sure. is. He's sure. just that good. Some of those other guys. Who step- DK Metcalf, yeah. AJ Brown. You're not going to know who those guys, if they had um, Heineke or. Yeah, anybody catching deep balls is a kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, all these guys. There's <laughs> some- Brown, he's a good example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, if it wasn't for uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh, exactly. Come on. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Get that right, man let me get to my him. list. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to my draft list yet. Okay, my needs. So um, I, I'm not going in any particular order. I'm just going to give you the needs. I think interior defensive line is a need. It's not a high need, but we do need depth because we're probably going to lose some of it in free agency. Settle's going to be out of here. Who knows what's going to happen with Payne? Everybody's trading him in, in, you know, in their mock trade rumors. So you never know what's going to happen there. Um, I would love to see some depth at interior defensive line. I also want to see some depth at running back. We talked about it. I don't want it to happen in the second round. I definitely don't want it to happen in the first round. Um, but, you know, somewhere in the third, fourth, or fifth round, I'd be okay with that. Just a true, pure running back. That's what I want to see on the roster. Um, and then, you know, you guys covered offensive line. I'm not going to double down on that because I think you guys did a good job of it. I don't think that quarterback is going to be considered a draft need because I don't think that there is any way on this planet that Ron Rivera lets free agency go by without addressing the position. And if you address the position in free agency, I don't find it logical to draft a quarterback in this year's draft. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you sign a quarterback who's, let's say, 28 years old, 29 years old, and you're probably going to get him in here on a at least a two-year deal because, look, if we don't get an elite guy, we're not going to assign a Jameis or a Mariota or anybody else for five years. It's not going to happen. And if we do, there needs to be some serious questions asked about our front office, right? You're going to get a guy for a couple of years, so you're going to need to replace him eventually, but you're not going to do that in the same draft that you sign him. Also, consider if you're drafting a guy and let's say – the second or third round, you're not really counting on that guy ever becoming your starter, right? It's it's a possibility. It's a guy you're going to try to develop. But generally speaking, third round guys don't grow into your starter out of nowhere. Um, I, I think what's going to happen is you take the ride with the quarterback that you signed in free agency this year, and then you re-rack next year. And if we're awful or we're not that great, then I think they're going to go up into a much deeper and stronger quarterback class next year and make a move to get somebody. So I don't think you sign a free agent quarterback this year and you go draft another one right behind it this year as well. I can't see that happening. So I'm taking quarterback off my list. So if the the free agent QB that you sign, if he struggles, you're just riding with him anyway? Well, yeah, because at this point, if your free agent quarterback struggles, your season is done anyway. You also have Heineke behind that person. So it's not like you're going to say and, – and think about that too. Like, what are you going to do with the rookie quarterback with Heineke and, and the free agent on the roster? Is, is your rookie quarterback going to be your third quarterback all year? You, you Steve McNair. Probably not. He could. Oh, Steve McNair was a third uh, stringer all year his first year. Yeah. I mean, what, he what year was that, though? What year, what yeah, year did he come in the league? 96? I think he came in with the Tennessee Oilers. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. We break the next round here. We break them. I mean, who who would have thought that uh, Fitzpatrick gets injured in the first game and then goes down? I did. 
Eric and I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did we, like yeah. I didn't necessarily have six passes, uh, but definitely <laughs> did not think he was going to make it through the season. Uh, we we might yeah. need to stock up on quarterbacks and get like five of them and just keep them there uh, uh, in case of uh, emergency the the way we've been going through them the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know, man. Bro. If we don't get somebody, like, I don't even know who it, – it's going to be bad. Like, the, unless they get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty much them or bust. Um, you know, if Deshaun Watson were to come here, I mean, that would just be the most tone-deaf thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about it. Uh, no, um, but uh, it would I, – I can't – it's just a failure if you don't get a top – I can't imagine the fan base – being happy and even the coaching staff being like happy rolling into the, to the year with like Trubisky or Jameis Winston, um, because that's not going to cut it. And everybody here knows that's not going to cut it. Uh, those guys aren't going to make this, those guys aren't going to elevate this team. And if you, I mean, Ron Rivera's on a hot seat. If he goes, if he gets a mid tier quarterback and doesn't draft somebody, this could be his last year with the team, um, especially with the potential change in ownership anyway. Um, there's a, there's a lot that goes into this year. So Ron Rivera really has to have some success this year, you know, cause he may have to interview for his own job coming up, you know, in the following season. So I just can't see them not doing something at quarterback besides taking a mid tier guy. I mean, maybe trade making a trade for Derek Carr would be like the lowest end thing they could possibly do, uh, to not have to do it. But anybody else, man, I just don't know. And especially after this playoffs where we saw all these young quarterbacks, drafted guys uh, lead their team into the playoffs, like just for Ron to ignore drafting a guy, uh, that that would be tough to swallow. And to talk as much as Ron has been going on the airwaves, talking about taking a big swing and to just completely whiff again like he did on Stafford last year, like I just don't see it. But – Drafting a quarterback a is a get-out-of-jail-free card. He's, he can keep that in his back pocket. He can say, look, we were terrible this year. We didn't live with the expectations. But we can go get the kid from Alabama next year or one of the other guys coming out. That changes everything. So, uh, you know, but and if he uses that get-out-of-jail-free card on a second or third-round pick this year, that's a waste. I'm going to give you some names that were drafted in the second round next or last year. And tell me if these guys are in contention for a starting spot this year, because this is the realistic comparison that we're talking about. Kyle Trask in Tampa Bay. There is no way on earth he's going to be the starter next year in Tampa Bay. Does anybody disagree? No. I don't know. Yes, I disagree, just out of general purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be ordinary. Kellen Mond in Minnesota, they're talking about getting rid of Kirk Cousins. They're not handing the reins to Kellen Mond, are they? Not by choice. Why wouldn't they? Not happening. Okay. Uh, uh, Davis Mills. Okay. Look, I know. uh, Don't do it. Don't do it. I like Davis Mills. I like them coming out. That was my guy. That was my guy. I was like, I like Davis Mills. I wanted to try him besides uh, Deami Brown in that third round. If we would have got him. We would have, we could have had something here starting to grow. Whether whether or not it grows into something, I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. He He's looked probably like going to start this year in Houston too. He had worse weapons than we had, and yeah. he actually did something. I mean, uh, there's something to be said for having young passers on your team. And to me, they're lottery tickets. You got to keep going until you hit one of these guys. 
It's not how it works, man. Look, and he had 18 picks or 18 touchdowns and eight picks. I mean, yeah, it was cool. It wasn't like blow you out of the water, though. Like, I mean, he was good for what he was expected to do. He did have Brandon Cooks. All right, Ian Book from Notre Dame. I'm not even going to entertain that one because you know he's not seeing the field. Sam Ellinger from Texas. Come on, man. I think he actually started a game or two with uh, the Colts or somewhere, or he was going to, but he's not a starter, but that's the point. So my point is, out of all those quarterbacks that were taken in the second round or later, you got one that potentially could be a starter in the worst possible situation in the NFL, you know, in terms of team structure and team quality, and that's it. Day two guys, day three guys don't turn into starters. Why force that? Why force it? And you can't tell me that you're going to sign a free agent quarterback and then say, okay, at pick number 11, I'm also going to take a quarterback when we just talked about this gigantic need at linebacker. What's more important to your season? You you guys mentioned Ron Rivera might be on the hot seat. I don't think he will be, but he might be on the hot seat after a bad year. So are you going to take a luxury pick of a quarterback for the future at 11? Or are you going to draft for your biggest need and your biggest impediment towards your success? I'm guessing um, he's going to draft for success. I'm drafting a quarterback at 11 if I don't get one yeah. of the top tier guys. I, I am. And, you gotta and get he, can, he can be a bridge. My The guy I signed, Jimmy Garoppolo or Jameis Winston, for the love of all that's holy, please don't. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Jameis he, could be, so he could be a bridge quarterback. He, he made I got no love for. I mean, I'm sorry. Last year was an aberration, and he got he was lucky he got injured when he did because he would have thrown 30 interceptions last year. No, no, I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been that bad. But he was so structured last year, and if he's not going to have that, he's going to be back to his old ways. He is the most creative quarterback in NFL history at like finding ways to turn the ball over. Like he does a really good. Like it's really yeah. impressive. It's a good stat. He, he fumbles and turns it. He'll have a lot of freedom here. Scott Turner will yeah. tell him, "Hey, here, here, we'll throw it forty-five times. We'll we'll certainly yeah. do that." Because some guys should not have freedom, and yeah. he's one. No, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you sign one of those guys, yes, you absolutely you take a quarterback at eleven. Yeah. Uh, you hope that you hope that um, your guy is there. Maybe Kenny Pickett's there at eleven, Ugh. and if he is, I think the know, fan base. Taking- I think the fan base would erupt if we took another linebacker at 11. As much as we need a linebacker, and I think uh, like Devin Lloyd out of Utah is excellent. Nicobe Dean from Georgia are excellent. I think those guys are worthy of being uh, the 11 pick. Um, I, th- I think people would be so upset with another linebacker and not the quarterback, especially if you tell them, hey, it's 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 Trubisky starting all 17 games, um, and, and that's it. But even, even the second um, – even picking a guy in the second round, here's the thing. Those teams picked a guy because they they know, hey, we've got to have somebody on the roster. We've got to have another young arm on the roster to develop because if you hit on the guy, hey, it, 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 it's all worth it then because he can win you games. He can give you that chance to compete. So um, I'm all in. I'll, I'll take as many quarterbacks as I can. Yeah, if you have a mid-tier guy, if you have Jameis or Garoppolo, and you and Malik Willis is sitting there at eleven. Do you seriously pass on Malik Willis at eleven if you if you have the opportunity to take him with one of those guys sitting in front of him? No, like I said this back. last week, if you sign Trubisky, this is almost like a deterrent to signing Trubisky because I don't think he's the guy that I don't think you can do that to because he's already been like tortured in the NFL. 
I think that would probably break him to take a quarterback at 11. But these other guys, if they're there, take them. Yeah, I mean, Trubisky, you probably got to hit your wagon too. So maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't sign him. Um, I still think he's going to the Giants anyway. He's going to take Daniel Jones's job. Hey, maybe we can sign Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Two less losses a year <laughs> yeah. for us because he kills us. Yeah. Oh, man. So, look, is there one position, Eric, in the draft that you're going to absolutely stay away from? Um, long snapper. You did that last year. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Cheeseman. I don't, yeah, I don't think that really, no. Why would you stay away from anything if you think you can improve your position? Now, if you extend to Ron Payne, maybe you don't, you know, spend a high pick on a defensive lineman. But I mean, outside of that, why would you, why would you, I mean, you get into the mid rounds I mean, you take the best player available. If you're, if it's, de- you know, depth, you're probably losing some defensive line depth, you know, um, you know, even positions of strength, you know, you've got two tight ends on the roster, but you know, you can always improve. And Logan Thomas is injured late in the year. Um, so even positions of strength, like, I mean, I would even consider even losing sheriff offensive line would be a position of strength and I'd still take one of those guys. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think there is other than like a a specialist. Uh, now why would you stay away from any position if somebody is legitimately the best player on your board and he's there, uh, go ahead and grab him. You'll find a place. Yeah. Good football players find their way on the field. Hopefully so. Brian, you agree with that? Uh, absolutely agree. Yeah, there's not really anybody to, uh, you know, uh, one position. Maybe, maybe you say wide receiver, you know, maybe we don't have to use a, you know, uh, first, second or third round pick on a guy, um, you know, uh, with that uh, position. But no, if uh, if somebody's there and, um, you know, your scouting department, your coaching staff says, hey, this guy is an upgrade or this guy can be better than what we have go for it. That's, that's what this whole thing is about is finding a way and finding, um, you know, a player who's going to make you better or that you believe will help you win. And if, uh, if regardless of position, if there's a guy who can do that, uh, do it. So no, absolutely. Get, uh, whoever, uh, wherever, get him. Eric, how much do you trust this front office going into the draft to do the right things when it comes to the picks and potential trades? Um, they have not wowed me yet. So, um, I'm pretty lukewarm on the front office, but maybe I'll be surprised. I mean, Mayhew's an ex Redskins, so maybe he'll, uh, pull a rabbit out of his hat or something. But I mean, Marty Herney does not inspire a lot of confidence in me. I mean, he, he wasn't that great in Carolina. Um, he was pretty good, not great. Um, but really, I don't know. I, I I would I would rather have somebody like uh, oh what's his name? No, I already forgot his name. Uh, Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I'm so damaged that he's gone. It's been I purged him from my memory. But yeah, like somebody like Kyle Smith, who has like a, a solid track record of finding guys like that um, that hits on mid round, hits on third round picks. I mean, we whiffed uh, apparently whiffed on our third rounders last year for the first time in years, and Kyle was gone. So uh, no, not not super thrilled about our front office, but. Uh, I'm willing to be surprised. And Brian, if you have to trust this front office to get your quarterback at number 11 on a scale of one to 10, how good do you feel that they're going to get the right guy? Um, not, I'm not feeling real confident with some of the decisions I've seen here. Um, you know, the 2020 season, 
I felt confident in their decisions. They made sense to me. Uh, for the most part, those decisions worked out. And then 2021 happened, and it was the exact opposite. Every decision was bad. They all blew up in their face. So uh, I'm not very confident that they're going to, um, you know, one, pick a quarterback. Uh, I believe they should and need to, but I'm not confident that they will. Uh, and I'm also not confident that they're going to pick the the right guy, um, you know, because if in their estimation that, you know, even, even going into last year, right, you miss out on Stafford um, uh, in, uh, in the off season and you think, man, our team's really good. So yeah, we'll be okay with Fitzpatrick. You have two undrafted guys behind Fitzpatrick and, uh, Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. You don't think to draft a, uh, you know, a Davis Mills in the third round. Hey, this is our guy. We have him under team control for X amount of years, um, dealing with the limited talent of, uh, these other two, uh, guys who could potentially see the field at that point, right? Because we haven't even played a game. Um, so to me, that was a that was a major mistake um, that uh, Rivera made. So I'm not real confident that uh, they're going to get this one right. I'm hoping that they get it right. I'm hoping that um, they they really looked at uh, some of the things and mistakes that they made this past season, and they correct them. And then Ron really relies on his staff to kind of guide him instead of. Uh, him making some of these decisions, right? Rely on Mayhew, rely on Herney, rely on that um, scouting department to to give you some of these options here at quarterback uh, and who can be what and, you know, how they can develop. So I'm hoping so, but I'm not that confident. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans identify with what both of you all said in terms of the confidence level or overall lack thereof within the front office. Um, all right, so we talked about our draft needs and now – I got some trivia again for you guys tonight. It's going to be draft focus, uh, specifically on one draft. So if you're listening or you're watching, play along with us. Uh, you know, try to figure this out for yourselves as well as we go through this. Eric is our returning champ. Brian has not yet unseated him as our <laughs> trivia king, but I, I have a feeling tonight might be that night. We, we got to get Eric right. some competition. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly not at uh, his level here. No, I think he's going to do something from the 2000s, so you've got a really solid chance. <laughs> Here we go. My brain stopped working in the late 90s. <laughs> Before we get started, if you're listening, subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on. We're going to go to 1999. 1999. Okay. So on the edge of Eric's mental sphere of his strong point of what's going on with the history of this team. Um, Eric... In 1999, we made a trade. What team did we trade with in the draft that year? I believe 99 was the year that Mike Ditka lost his mind and sent us their entire draft for Ricky Williams. So that would be the New Orleans Saints. That is correct. That yeah. is correct. Uh, Brian, what picks did we get in return for the Ricky Williams uh, selection or pick to the set that we sent to the Saints? We got their whole draft. So what? First, <laughs> fourth, fifth, and seventh. I don't think did they did they did they? I don't think I don't know if there was a sixth round. Right? It was the whole draft? That is incorrect. It was their whole draft, but you missed the picks, Eric's. What picks did we get? Um, I. I don't know. We got, I know we got like, like number seven because we moved back and took, we were going to take Champ Bailey at like four or five, wherever we were picking. 
and then we moved back to like seven and we got him anyway. Um, and yeah, I don't know what the picks were. It was probably seven, 38, 67. I don't know. We get Jansen that year too. Yeah, we got Jansen in round two that year. Yeah, second round, right? Yeah. So that's about we all. got their we got their first round pick. We sent them our fifth round our fifth overall pick. Excuse me, that's what we sent to New Orleans. We got their twelfth pick in the draft. Their seventy first pick, so that's a third rounder. Their hundred seventh, that's a fourth rounder. A nineteen ninety nine fifth round pick, hundred forty fourth overall. 1999 sixth round pick 179th overall a seventh round pick 218th overall and then a first round pick in the year 2000 and a third yes. round pick in the year 2000 now i should have remembered that eric yeah, yeah. eric <laughs> what did we do with the pick the first round pick that we got from new orleans which one the, first, the 99 overall. or the 2000 99 12th overall we, I think we moved back up and took Champ Bailey somewhere. That's correct. That's that is, correct. Yeah. That we took him at like seven. seven or eight. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Brian, um, what team did we trade with to make that deal happen? To make oh, um, Champ Bailey, Chargers. It was close, Eric. Do you know who it was? Uh, it was close. Uh, how about the Rams? No, I don't know. It was Chicago. They both start with C. That's why I said it was close. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking Southern California. Okay. Uh, well, the Rams were in St. Louis who, by then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, who did the, the Bears select with that pick in 99 that we traded to them, 12th overall? Um, no idea. None. Eric? Did the Bears take it 12 and 99? Yep. Uh, let's see. Was it a quarterback? Indeed. It was. Um, uh, let me think. I keep thinking Rashawn Salam, but that was way too late. Um, and he was a running back. <laughs> yeah, but they moved. No, he was a quarterback. I thought it, I don't remember. Um, did they take uh McCown? Josh McCown? Oh, so close. it was Cade McNown. Cade McNown. Okay, yeah, it was something like that. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. They they also got our third round pick in that draft uh as well. You know, for that trade to move up to seven. Do either of you guys know who they took? It was a player. <laughs> that the draft. Bears took in the third round. Yep, with, with that pick that we sent them. Uh, You're not going to get it. You won't. Walter get Payton. It. No. <laughs> it was Dwayne Bates. Now, let's talk about the picks that we actually made. We with the fourth round pick, right? So after we traded for Champ Bailey, our next pick in that draft after we traded those picks to Chicago was the fourth round. Number 107. Eric, do you know who we took in the fourth round in 1999? Wait, we took, well, we took Champ Bailey and we took John Jansen. And then in the fourth round of 99, mm -hmm. it wasn't Barber. Barber was 98. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm trying to think. Give me a position. Yeah, what position? Give me a position. Well, now I got to bring out my Google machine. Uh, oh, so it's not somebody that like was a star. It was just some rando. I would never make it that easy for you. You know this. Yeah. Was it Mike Sellers? I don't know. <laughs> no, he was. I don't know what position he played. Oh, my gosh. I got to find it. Okay. Uh, it was not Mike Sellers. Okay. It was Nate Stimson. Oh. Okay. He, he, say, he didn't like, even make a team. He didn't even make a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did not. He was, yeah. I don't even okay. know his name. I'm going to make this easy. We're going to go easy now to finish this up. In the 2000 draft, with the first round pick that we got from oh, I know this New one. Orleans, who do we take, Brian? <laughs> Uh, I'll let my teammate Eric answer this one. Um, so that was the it was I'll get I'll make it easy on you. It was New Orleans was the second worst team in '99, so they had a, a very high draft pick. Yes, and he has something so in he, common with Michael Parsons. Oh, Lavar Arrington and Allen yep. Robinson. No, there you go. Yes, <laughs> All right, Eric, finish us up here in 2000. The pick that we got from New Orleans, or the second pick we got, was a third-round pick, number 64 overall. Who did we take? I thought you were going to ask me what we did with the first-round pick. That one I knew. We traded it along with San Francisco pick that we had. Or no, it was we traded it with Carolina. We traded, the, we traded our pick and the Carolina pick that we got for Sean Gilbert, and we moved up for Chris Samuel. That I remember. But – uh, the, sorry, what pick was it? Third round, third round, 2000, number 64 overall. 2000. Now that was North Turner's last year. Was not, give me a position. Yeah. I need a position. If you have to Google this it, I probably don't know the was answer. a, uh, defensive back, a defensive back third round, number 64 overall. I, I got his career with zero interceptions and one sack. <laughs> oh, that's uh, also 19 yeah. tackles <laughs> for his career. Was it Rashad Bauman? It was not Rashad Bauman. Okay. Way too early. Way too early for him. He was. No, uh, so this player played three years in the NFL, and uh, his name was. Lloyd Harrison. Lloyd Harrison. Lloyd Harrison. Actually, I do From kind of remember that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lloyd I Harrison. No yeah. recollection of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> None at all. So for all those people that are out there thinking that we Google the answers while he's asking them to us or we pre-planned this, you should now know that we do not. <laughs> I we, got, we both were horrible on those. Answers. <laughs> yes. So look, out of that draft, <clears throat> we effectively got LeVar Arrington and we got Champ Bailey. Did we, in your opinion, Eric, do a good enough job manifesting no. talent from that draft? No. No, we did not. Uh, there were other players available uh, that we probably could. I mean, I don't remember everybody that came out. I actually, like hindsight, I always think back to that 2000 draft. And then we, we were in a position that we could have gotten, um, I believe it was Nick Mangold. And had we... 
had we stuck with because I think it was like picks. It was we had two. We had like seventeen and twenty four or twelve and twenty four. I can't remember which one, but we there were some like legit players that we could have taken um, had we not traded up. But then we would have lost out on either Lavar Arrington or Chris Samuels. But I thought Chris Samuels would have would have been a better number two pick than Arrington even at the time. I was very unpopular with fans that I argued with. That was way before the internet chat rooms, though, so <laughs> wouldn't have been as bad as now, but I would have been very unpopular on Twitter if I had advocated for Chris Samuels over LeVar Arrington. But in hindsight, I would have been right. Um, but yeah, I think we could have done a lot. We could have gotten a lot more, especially when you look at the like the rest of that draft, like after Champ Bailey and John Jansen. Like we got zippy out of that. And that was Charlie Casserly's last draft. And he was noted for the for his ability to find like mid and late round guys. Like that was his specialty because he was trash with first round picks like his entire career until that Chan Bailey pick. I mean, go look at his first round picks. They were awful. Um, outside of Champ and you know, Kennard Lang was okay, but you know, Casserly really I, he was kind of on his way out, so maybe he wasn't that into it, but he didn't do well in the mid, mid late rounds at all because we really got nothing out of that draft outside of Champ Bailey, who we had for five years. So yeah, and Jansen. Yeah. Once in a lifetime draft trade. That trade will never happen again. Where somebody no. says, Here's my whole draft. Go make yourselves happy. Let me go get a Here running back. <laughs> <laughs> of all things. Um, all right. Brian, we're on the way out. What are your final thoughts, sir? Any uh, lasting thoughts for our listeners? Two two thoughts. I think uh, I saw I saw this week uh, Rivera made a comment about possibly, of course, extending Terry, which I think I think everybody's in agreement with, uh, with but also extending pain. Um, I wanted to see what your guys' thought was on that. And then also I saw something about uh, the team possibly releasing um, Landon Collins uh, before uh, whatever whatever the date is, uh, June 1st or whatever, um, because of salary cap, uh, uh, his salary. What, what are your guys' thoughts on those two uh, potential uh, re-signing Duran? Good idea, bad idea. Um, salary cap casually, Landon Collins, good idea, bad idea. Um, go ahead, Eric. I'll go after you. Yeah, I'm, I would. I'm, I'm fine with resigning Deron Payne if you can do it. I think he's great. Uh, he's a great trade candidate if you're looking to upgrade at quarterback. He's a guy that you can throw in because he's got his fourth year and he's got his fifth year option that the team could still pick up. So you essentially got him for two years. So he's a good trade chip. But I really I like Deron Payne and I would love to see him. You know, here for the long haul. Um, that defensive line is going to get really pricey though. Cause you've got sweat coming up the, the year after him. And then, uh, you know, uh, potentially chase young after that. So, you know, it's going to get pricey to keep all those guys. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't have a problem keeping him, but I think if, if a trade is done for a quarterback, I think Deron Payne is part of it. As far as Landon Collin goes, you know, he's, had to change his role. He was very good when he changed his role, but he wasn't happy. So I think it's best for both parties if he probably goes elsewhere. Yeah. And I think for too long, we've been willing to let talent go and we just haven't been a talented enough team on the football field. Now, now that you have Deron Payne, I think you have to really make an honest effort to sign him. You can go back and argue was it the right thing to do to spend four first round picks on a D line in today's NFL? I think the, the answer to that for me is no spread around the talent on your team and fill some holes elsewhere. It's great to have a D line. It sounds great on paper, but you can plug 
some decent tackles in there to help stop the run. But if you don't have linebackers in secondary, it's not going to matter anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we got to make an effort to sign him because he's the guy that, you know, we've, we've already spent the draft capital to get him. Don't let our good talent walk away from us. Um, all right. Eric, final thoughts on the way out, sir. I got to do more draft homework and free agency homework so I don't look so foolish and trivia next week. <laughs> You're still winning, by the way. So Barely. No, that was awful. That was a, a bad game. We've got to get uh, Eric some better competition than me. That uh, it's no match. There's no match here. We, we, we've got to. I've got to bring in a ringer or somebody. We've got to find somebody who's uh, who, who who could give you a game, Eric. Listen, we could go get Charlie Casserly, and he would still lose to Eric. Eric is that good with his uh, trivia. So <laughs> I would like to have a chat with him about his 1999 draft strategy. But yes, please do get him. Yes, we'll bring him on. Um, all right, folks, thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, make sure you check out the site, WFTDeclassified.com. We do have a sponsor now. They are on the site. Go hit the link. Go gamble. I never thought I'd say that before, but if you want to go out to the site, our link is up there. Click that link. Make sure you sign up with them, register, create an account, and start winning some money. Start winning some money. If you win money, come tell us about it. If not, I don't want to hear about it because <laughs> you know the risk when you do it. You got March Madness coming up, so go do it. Yeah, and you can find all that info at WFTDeclassified.com. Hit the site, read the stories, watch the videos, hit the links. Go gamble. Jeez, go gamble and win some money for your peeps. Otherwise, make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, anywhere and everywhere. It is very important when you watch our videos that you like, comment, thumbs up, Heart, whatever you want to do, give us a reaction. Give us some feedback. It helps our platform grow. We do appreciate it. Everybody have a tremendous day. We are out of here.